Alright, so hi everyone, as you heard, recording is in progress. Uh, welcome to, I think it's our third or fourth webinar for the year. Um, I'll let Kevin get started, but, you know, uh, we, we will be recording it. The usual sort of uh, hygiene things, if you've got questions, you can either put them in the chat or in the Q&A. Um, so, Kevin, I'll hand things over to you. Terrific. Thanks, Rob. And welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you for giving me your time. I know uh, some of the schools are gearing up for vacations next week. Uh, some of the schools were already on vacation. So thank you for your time today. Uh, we've got a few uh, topics to cover in uh, today's session. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, our version 43 um, release, which includes uh, a lot of MFA stuff. And I also want to mention our uh, infrastructure upgrade that we're planning for 2023 and how that affects your schools. And finally, the white paper that we're releasing next week at the Mighty Forum down in, down in Victoria. So uh, if I make a start, um, version 43, um, uh, we've uh, done a lot of work on uh, MFA onboarding. I'm going to go through each of these topics in a bit more detail now. Overall, we've done MFA onboarding, we've done work on password complexity, and we've also done work on improving file uploads and improving the uh, event types that we, that we have in our logs. Um, with regard to MFA onboarding, um, we have done a, a lot of work to simplify the workflow associated with enrolling in MFA. Uh, we have been getting a lot of feedback from schools regarding their attempts at rolling out MFA. And uh, we uh, have got um, we, we, the message that we're getting from schools is that there's a lot of reluctance within the community to taking on MFA, uh, especially amongst staff. They see it as being an inconvenience. Uh, they, there are all sorts of issues that arise. Is the staff's uh, member's device going to be included, uh, involved in the MFA process? There's reluctance to put in, to involve their own devices. There's, there's a lot of uh, reluctance. They, people see it as being one further complication in just uh, getting their ordinary work done. Uh, so uh, we've, we've been listening to the sorts of questions that are happening uh, within the communities in schools. And we've been uh, looking at, uh, and not only looking at, but, but actually implementing improvements to the workflow to simplify the whole workflow and just try to reduce the, the uh, level of pain associated with taking on MFO. Uh, we've also provided specific support for parents. Um, it's an interesting story here. Uh, I never thought that we'd see MFA for parents, but uh, we had uh, a school uh, 18 months ago come to us and say that they wanted to implement MFA for parents. And what they actually did was they set up a series of workshops for parents where they uh, asked them to go through the enrolment process. And they found that 50% of the parents were uh, stopping dead on one particular step in the enrolment process. And they wouldn't know how to progress further and how to complete the enrolment. So we've worked very closely with that school and we've eliminated that, um, that stop dead point. We've eliminated that point that was a, a point of confusion uh, and parents didn't know how to proceed from that, that point onwards. And we're pleased to report that that school uh, has gone ahead and implemented with their parents. So that's, that's, um, that's a success story. 
it meant that uh, they had a population of a couple of thousand parents. And if by eliminating that point, they eliminated something like a thousand calls to the, the help desk asking, well, how do I complete this enrollment process? So, you know, that's simplifying the workflow can have, can have big consequences for a school in terms of the impact on your IT help desk. Uh, I'm surprised at seeing, as I said, uh, that uh, MFA for parents is a thing. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we've seen now other schools ask us for MFA for parents. And in fact, I spoke to a school last week and they told me that um, their board that consists all of parents have, uh, uh, it's the parents, it's the board that are asking for uh, MFA. So this is not just some coming, something coming from the insurance agencies wanting uh, the uh, MFA for parents. They're, the insurance companies are asking for MFA for, for staff. Um, but the push for MFA for parents seems to be coming, some of it seems to be coming from the parent bodies themselves. And I think this is an indication um, with the COVID uh, change of work uh, patterns with COVID and, and remote learning, that the role of parents is, is very different to what it was pre-pandemic. So we're now seeing parents that are involved in the, in the delivery of learning to the extent of where, where when a child is doing remote learning, they're at home and the parents are there supervising the child at, at home. So there's a, a role for the parents and, and parents are, are really uh, becoming more involved, not only because of that, because, but the parents are um, more demanding these days. They're tech savvy, uh, they're aware of what uh, the possibilities are and, and, they're, and they're prepared to thump the table in order to, to uh, get what they need or what they perceive they need. Uh, and that brings me up, uh, brings up an important point that uh, our product, uh, Cloudwork, has two components, Easy ID, which does all of the provisioning side of things, and Smart ID, which does all the authentication uh, side of things. Now, because we've got an integrated product, uh, we have been able to modify the way provisioning works to provide extra data so that when we come to the point of authentication, when MFA is actually happening, because we've got an integrated product, we've been able to make sure that extra data that's required to simplify those work processes associated with implementing MFA is there at the time that it's required. So that's that's an, that's allowed us to implement these simplified, streamlined workflows, uh, both for the MFA enrollment process, but for the provision of the second factor itself. So by uh, having an integrated product and having Easy ID doing the provisioning, we've been able to streamline the whole MFA enrollment process. But uh, it's more important than that, uh, integrating identity functions, and this is going to come up when you come to take a look at the white paper, integrating identity functions uh, leads to a stronger and, and richer and more flexible identity solution. Um, in the old days, uh, this is a topic that comes up in the white paper, in, the, in, the, in, in previous uh, days, uh, you could consider your network as being an on-premises network and there'd be a hard perimeter being the firewall and, and all of the off-premises stuff and on-premises stuff was clearly delineated. That's not true anymore with a, the move to uh, hybrid uh, cloud environments and, and substantial cloud environments. There's a school in Melbourne that's entirely online now. And so identity takes on a new role. Uh, and the, the tag phrase that you'll see in the white paper is, identity is the new perimeter. The firewall is not the perimeter anymore of your network. Identity is the perimeter because the, the, the firewall is just a component now of that hybrid on-premises and cloud solution. 
and the de and the defining thing that defines uh, what what actually happens is is identity uh, rather than uh, your firewall. Uh, no better example of how important this is than the events of the past few days. I don't know how many of you have been watching the Uber hack. Um, uh, Uber has basically been completely, well, their complete administration panel was completely open and available to the hacker. And basically, uh, they, what the, the way they did it, you know, $10 worth of um, social engineering managed to uh, completely negate the, uh, the benefits of uh, millions of dollars of security uh, investment made by Uber. And all the hacker had to do was um, uh, flood the, uh, the uh, IT desk with MFA requests uh, until eventually they got an IT uh, desk help person that was prepared to uh, uh, stop the pain by uh, giving them the hacker access to, to the network. And that's a, a clear example of identity as being the, the new perimeter. Uh, and that has an impact in that you need to have an integrated identity solution. Uh, we're seeing a lot of patchwork um, solutions out there for doing various functions of identity, but what they're, what, they're, uh, what is ending up being done at the school is a, is a very leaky solution uh, with a lot of um, uh, gaps uh, that are present that uh, can allow someone to exploit uh, that, that, uh, that particular identity solution. So moving on, um, uh, so um, uh, there's more to come with MFA. Um, version 43 is the first uh, uh, release. It's the prerequisite for the, our MFA app. I know a lot of you are interested in uh, having the branded version of the app. The generic version of the app is available to you as soon as you uh, uh, are uh, upgraded to version 43. You do need to have version 43 in order to use the generic version of the CloudWork ID app. Uh, uh, so as soon as you're upgraded, you'll be able to use that, that uh, CloudWork ID app. Um, Dariel was on the panel today and Dariel's in, in charge of the deploy upgrades for all of you. So just lodge a ticket with Dariel or send him an email and, and we'll schedule you in uh, and he'll arrange a convenient date and time for doing the upgrade. There will be a, a minor outage at the time that you do the upgrade, a minute or two of uh, outage while the deploy happens. So we only want to do the deploys in conjunction with you for when it's convenient to do that uh, uh, according to your timetable. Uh, coming up in 2023, uh, we will have OU level enablement and there will be OU level pricing. This is another thing that's uh, feedback that we've been getting from schools. Um, that they want to be able to enable uh, o, uh, uh, MFA at, at the OU level, uh, which is which is fair enough, uh, and and the pricing should be arranged uh, on that on the basis of the OUs that have been enabled for MFA. Uh, we may not be able to do them in the correct sequence. It may well be that the pricing feature is introduced before the enablement feature, but but they will both be done during 2023. Uh, so that um, that addresses the. I know that a lot of you are doing budgets at the moment. That that it should address some of the budgetary concerns that uh, that were raised uh, from after our previous uh, webinar. Uh, the pricing still stays the same, uh, so it's free for the generic app. So you always have a free option. Uh, the school branded uh, version of the MFA app is a dollar twenty five per year per account. And if, uh, if you want SMS, uh, that's double the price. It's $2.50 per account per year. So all of that has stayed the same. Uh, so moving on, um, 
We are also introducing with version 43 improvements in file uploads. Um, this is something that's really a back-end technical uh, function, but it's, it's something that a, a lot of you have been reporting to us. Uh, it allows you to have uh, more responsive uh, uploads uh, and uh, it's, it's part of an overall plan that we've got for improving control that you've got for uh, the uh, maintenance of your accounts through uploads. But again, I want to emphasize that uh, file uploads aren't the future. Uh, really, the future is to use the EasyID portion of our product to do provisioning. And don't forget uh, EasyID provisions into a whole lot of other systems, not other than just uh, Active Directory and Azure. It also provisions into Adobe and into uh, Canvas and into uh, ClickView and, and many other products. And we're trying to extend that all the time and improve that uh, level of uh, provisioning capability in the, in those, in the EasyID product. Um, version 43 introduces a whole lot of other uh, uh, capabilities and uh, there's a, a release notes. Uh, Rob, have you got uh, a link uh, for the release notes uh, that you can provide to people? I think it's in our, I think it, uh, it's coming up in the next slide, but if you can put it in the chat for me, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, okay, thank you, Rob. Um, so uh, version 43, uh, we've tried to make the uh, the logging of events richer, more granular, to give you greater control uh, and monitoring of activity. This again is all part of that integrated approach to identity that we've been uh, that I've been talking about. Uh, in a, especially, uh, we've uh, addressed some issues with regard to the logging of geo blocking and also the logging of MFA activities. So we're logging people. Uh, uh, provisioning, uh, enabling their, their MFA capabilities. We're logging people how many times they've been locked out because of geo-blocking. So there's a very rich uh, source of information that you've now got about what's happening in your, in your network. Um, and this all relates back to the work that Nathan Mears did earlier this year and the security paper that he produced earlier this year. And he identified uh, extra logging that we could do and extra alerts that you could build. Don't forget, you've got a complete alerting system inside uh, Cloudwork to automatically send you alerts when, when something weird has, has happened. And uh, in Nathan's white paper, he actually gave you step-by-step -step instructions in that white paper on how to set up uh, that, that alerting and some, some special uh, 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 alerts that you should be using to, to have a best practice implementation of security in, in Cloudwork. And during that time, he also identified some extra logs and more granular events that we should be logging uh, in order to improve that security. And this is all part of that process of delivering on what uh, Nathan uh, promised in, in the white paper. If you don't have a copy of the white paper, it's still available. Uh, for, if you go to the, uh, uh, the, our website, you'll, you'll find a registration page to, to register to download the white paper or just uh, lodge a ticket or email us and we'll be happy to send a copy of the white paper out if you, if you can't find that. Uh, so uh, version 43, uh, thank you very much to all of the schools that have in, been involved in beta testing for us. We're, uh, we always learn uh, from, from uh, it's, all, it's all very nice uh, when we have things working in, in the lab and working in the, in the developer's uh, test environment, but we always learn a whole lot more when we actually roll out to a school. Uh, so we want to thank uh, the beta schools that have been involved um, for your patience and for your feedback. It's been very, very valuable to us. Uh, we have had some delay in the release of version 43, uh, but uh, it's better to, 
to solve the problems before we do our bulk deployments uh, and the beta test schools are very important to us and we, we greatly appreciate their, their involvement in beta testing. Uh, we deployed our first uh, production school on Friday. Um, we started doing some more deploys yesterday and found that there were some issues that we needed to resolve. Um, so they, they're uh, being worked on today and we'll restart the deployment uh, later on uh, today and you'll be able to uh, uh, schedule with Dariel for a date and time for when you can deploy to, to, um, to your school. Uh, Dariel's managing that project, so he's the person to contact uh, or, or simply lodge a ticket in the ticket system. So it always takes us a few weeks to roll out it to a new version to everybody, and we'll be rolling out. A, and I understand a lot of you are on uh, school holidays at the moment, um, so it's probably a good time to be rolling out. Um, so we'll be rolling out over the next few weeks to schools. Okay, uh, the release notes, Rob, there's the... Uh, there's the link that I hope you've put up in the chat now. Um, uh, I don't know how I get to see the chat. Um, <laughs> I'll keep on going through the slides. Uh, but the release notes go into more detail uh, or specifics of exactly what we've uh, what we've released with 43. Okay, it should, it should be in the chat. I'm sure everyone can see it. Let me know if you can't see it. Okay, all right. So. Um, Next major topic that I want to cover in this webinar is our upgrade to our infrastructure. We're planning a major upgrade to our infrastructure in 2023. Uh, we've delayed uh, the upgrade until the end of term one. Uh, we decided that uh, it's too busy a time with uh, exams coming up uh, between now and the end of the year. Uh, it's too busy a time to be distracting IT departments. Uh, then there's Christmas and then there's term one uh, commencement, which is always a busy time for IT departments in schools. So we've delayed the upgrade until the end of term one, 2023. Uh, what I do want your IT departments to be working on right now um, and before the end of 2022, I'd like you to add an additional IP address range to your firewall rule for cloud work. So you've already got one uh, IP address range in there. Please leave that as is. Uh, don't don't touch that because that'll that'll break your existing firewall. That'll break your existing cloud work um, uh, uh, processing. Uh, but please add a new range to that rule. So there's now two ranges to cover, uh, and that that will be the case between now and our cutover at the end of term one, 2023. Um, there's a link down there again, uh, Rob. If you could put that link up in the chat, uh, there's a link down there uh, that gives you the timetable and the details of what the new range should be, including what the old range is. Um, and please uh, keep that old range in there until the cutover happens at the end of term one. Uh, but between now and, and, uh, and the end of 2022, in fact, sooner rather than later, we'd like you to add the new range in um, just, just in preparation for the cutover in 2023. So this transition period is a time to test and make sure that everything's working okay. And, and that's why we're taking this approach of supporting both IP address ranges while we, while we do this transition across. So if I could ask uh, within your uh, IT departments, if you can start a project, uh, and again, feel free to reach out to us to work with us on this. Uh, but if you could start a project for uh, this transition period, I'd very much appreciate it. And we're happy to answer any questions that you've got either one-on-one -on -one, or if you feel that there's it's worthwhile having a, a group session to discuss it be happy to go through it in group with you as well excuse me 
Okay, so moving on, um, I want to move on to our second white paper that we've produced. There's the white paper that uh, Nathan produced for us in uh, earlier this year that we talked about security. Um, we felt a need uh, for uh, there to be a bigger topic, though, uh, because we see this, uh, we see that identity is changing uh, nature in, in, uh, the, in the role that it plays within schools. And, and I don't, uh, and I've been worried for about 12 months now that um, uh, schools are, uh, maybe they're distracted and they haven't been able to address the changes that are occurring in the identity industry, uh, believe it or not, but, but identity is an industry of, of its own. Um, we're a member of the various industry groups, international groups, so we're a member of ID Pro, we're a member of the Open ID Connect um, uh, Forum, uh, and we, we keep up to date with these things and, and we're seeing that, um, that it's important for the Australian school education community to also keep up to date. And so uh, we engaged Dr. Kate Lance uh, to uh, produce this white paper for us. Uh, and um, she's done a great job um, answering a whole lot of basic questions regarding identity uh, and how it relates to schools in an online environment. Uh, I know that schools are beginning to look at things like uh, their role within uh, the metaverse uh, and, and other online environments that are, that are gaining in maturity and, and being developed as we talk. Uh, and and we, needed, we felt that we needed to have a, uh, something that created a context, something that created a, a, a bit of a, a deeper understanding of what identity means for school education. And so, as I said, we engaged with Dr. Lance to, uh, to produce this uh, white paper for us and uh, we'll be uh, uh, launching it uh, at the uh, first of the MITEI meetings in Victoria, the term meetings. I believe that next week is the first uh, term meeting uh, for in, that MITEI is holding in Victoria. And we're a gold sponsor down there and we'll be sending Dave Robertson uh, from our team uh, down to be talking to the Victorian schools about that. So if, if any, any um, of uh, the Victorian schools can pull themselves away from the AFL and go on Tuesday to PLC, um, please go. There'll be an opportunity to meet uh, uh, Dr. Lance, but also to meet Dave. And Dave's a wealth of technical knowledge. So if you all those, uh, those technical questions that you've had, uh, uh, that you haven't had a chance to have answered, well, Dave will be there and he'll be happy to answer any, any questions that you've got. I'm sure he'll come back with uh, more questions to investigate as well. But we'll have physical copies of the white paper available down in at PLC, down in Victoria, and we'll be formally launching the uh, white paper at that at that meeting. Uh, we will have copies available, uh, electronic copies available to all the attendees. So, um, Rob, what's the plan? We are we are we sending the white paper out to everybody that's attending today? Yeah, I'll be everyone that uh, registered anyway, because I know a few people. Uh, couldn't make it, but yeah. I will. I will send a link to the white paper. Um, if you, I can also put a link in the chat now if you want to have a quick look as well. Thanks, Rob. Much appreciated. So everybody that's come to today's webinar or registered for today's webinar will get a copy of the white paper, an e-copy, a PDF. Uh, and if you're fortunate enough to be able to attend uh, the Victorian Mighty meeting, you'll actually be able to pick up a physical copy of the uh, document as well. And uh, after. Uh, after the formal launch next week, we'll be uh, announcing it to all of our community and people will be able to register to download 
uh, an e-copy of of the PDF. If you if you uh, really want to get a physical copy, we'll have physical copies back in Sydney um, uh, towards the end of next week, and we'll be able to ship one out to you. If just just uh, let me know, and we'll be able to send one out to you if uh, if needs be. So, what do we mean by identity protection? What are we what are we talking about? Why are we bothering with this? Um, uh, as I've mentioned to you previously in our, in our previous webinar, where identity protection is looking at identity uh, at three different levels. Um, you, there's, uh, there's the protecting the identity of the institution. So the, uh, the identity of the school needs to be protected, not, not um, uh, so as, a, as a separate entity. It's a separate different, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost an existential thing uh, when you start talking about institutional protection. We're seeing a lot of threats to schools, uh, to the role that schools play. Uh, we've seen uh, attempts by vendors to uh, directly market uh, to the school community, bypassing the school altogether. We've seen vendors attempt to pretend or give the appearance that they're the school. Uh, we've seen a lot of threats uh, to the actual existence and the quality of the reputation of the school itself within the online environment. So identity protection needs to, the first level is to, is to be looking at the institution, is to protect the institution. Uh, but that's not the end of it. The next level that we see that requires protection is protecting the individual identities that constitute your community. And you've got a very complex community. You've got uh, parents, you've got staff, you've got teaching staff as well as administrative staff. You've got students, even your students, you've got primary school students, you've got secondary school students. Uh, they've all got different requirements and, and different needs. Uh, protecting the, the individual's identities is extremely important. Uh, your schools, uh, you have, uh, you have uh, especially in your parent community, you've got some of the wealthiest families in Australia as, you, as, as members of your parent community, and you've, got their, and you've got their identities stored in your systems. Those identities need to be respected and they need to be protected. And so identity protection needs to take into account uh, that, uh, that need to be protecting those individual identities. The, the next level that we identified as being important is operational protection. And this is the day-to-day -day operations of your authentication processes and, and just the maintenance of your accounts. And this again is where an integrated solution to identity is absolutely critical because you don't want any gaps. You don't want a, you don't want a leaky solution. You want a watertight solution that is looking after all of your all of the aspects of identity and can providing you with a complete day-to-day -day operational um, uh, capability. Now, this is also the reason why we've been doing a lot of work in enhancing our alerting capabilities and our logging capabilities. And it's also a primary motivator for, for the infrastructure upgrade that we're doing in 2023. So operational protection, making sure that that, that identity works on a day-to-day -day basis for thousands of accounts that you have within your system, operating 24 by seven as they do these days, operational protection is, is absolutely paramount for, for schools. Now, you'll notice that um, down in the bottom left-hand corner of this slide, down in the footer, you'll see there's a new logo there. It says Safer Technology for Schools. Uh, this is a government-run program that StudentNet um, is proud to be part of. Uh, Safer Technologies for Schools is a, an NSIP-initiated um, uh, process whereby 
vendors uh, that are supplying products and services to the school community uh, are, have been vetted by NSIP and we've gone through a very uh, rigorous uh, uh, examination of uh, our, our service, our documentation, a whole bunch of different things. It's taken, uh, we actually went through this uh, 18 months ago. Um, the latest uh, version of the badge is the 2021 version of the badge. We'll be going through this entirely all again uh, in order to get our 2022 badge. That's about to start in a few weeks time. And what this does is it means that schools can go to uh, one place to find out the uh, quality of security uh, documentation and preparedness that a vendor has got. And you only get to have that badge if you've complied with and passed their assessment capabilities. So we're very proud to be able to display that badge. Uh, not only I'll be displaying it, we'll be displaying this badge not only in our slides like this, but also on our website. You'll see it now in the footer of our website. You'll see it in the email signature. Uh, this has been a, a, a big hurdle to jump and we're, we're proud to have jumped it and, and qualified to, to uh, be able to show the badge. So, but again, this is part of delivering for the school community on our commitment to identity protection. And in this case, in particular, operational protection. If you've got any questions about the uh, Safer Technology for Schools uh, program, uh, I, I'm sure most of you would have heard of it. But if you've got any questions, there's a website I can uh, provide a link to uh, to you for and you can take a look and see more information about it. I'm sure you're going to see it amongst other vendors as well. We're not the only ones that have um, that have got the badge, but you'll see this badge turning up in other places as well. So identity protection, just going into it in a little bit more detail, uh, I've been talking about an integrated solution. So. Um, CloudWork provides to you an, integra an integrated solution, uh, filling in those gaps, filling in, making sure that we've got a tight, watertight solution rather than a leaky solution, making sure that it's not a patchwork of different products, but a, but a, a complete um, uh, uh, watertight integrated solution for identity within your school. Now, when I talk about these gaps, uh, the areas that we need to look at there's provisioning, which is that inner circle of account group maintenance. There's that inner circle, that provisioning circle is extremely important. And But other things are dependent on the quality of data that is maintained regarding uh, your identities. Not only the quality of data sitting in your management system, but the quality of data that gets out to your directory, whether it be Azure AD, whether it be AD, whether it be something else, whether it be Okta, whether it be CloudWork, uh, you need to make sure that you've got adequate and, and solid provisioning happening there because other things are then dependent on it. And the next level that's dependent on, on good quality provisioning is identity management, which is all of your authentication services. So uh, in our white paper, you'll actually see how we break down these three levels and we, and we break down the different functions that are, that are present in, in each of these. So the quality of your MFA, the quality of your authentication is entirely reliant on the quality of your provisioning and having an integrated solution that allows you to have, uh, as I said, that watertight, watertight um, capability and that flexibility gives you that, that more solid uh, uh, and more capable and more flexible uh, uh, authentication solution, which is extremely important for the, the, the as I said to you, the industries on a... On a uh, we're on a treadmill here, we're on a journey. We're heading towards passwordless uh, authentication in 2023. 
a data is going to be critical. The quality of the data is going to be absolutely critical to being able to successfully implement that and roll that out. And finally, identity protection entails all of those capabilities. And it, again, when you look at the white paper, we actually detail what we mean by each of those three levels and what we're, what we're talking about and what we're committed to deliver to you as our, as our clients in the school community. Okay, I haven't been getting any questions. Does that mean everything I've been saying is, um, is pretty boring or understood? I haven't been getting any, any questions at all. Um, I'd like to open up the group now to, to, to any questions to, um, to see uh, what, uh, what questions you, you might have. Um, we've, got some, we've got some interesting people there in our attendees. Um, I'm sure you've got some questions for me. You can either put them in the chat or if you really want, I can even let you talk and ask the question without having to write it down. So let me know in the chat. I can't see the chat at the moment. Rob, do I need to stop uh, the share? Is that no, no, I, well, there's, at the moment there's nothing there, but you, uh, um, okay. so I don't know if anyone. Oh, there we go. Now I can see the chat. All right. So no, no questions, no thoughts. I know it's been a, a crazy term, I think. Okay, so uh, I'd like to encourage uh, the schools that uh, want to roll out the MFA app. Um, please contact Ariel and, and make sure that uh, either lodge a ticket or send him an email, dlim at studentnet.net, uh, and uh, uh, make sure that you schedule your time for upgrading to version 43. Uh, and I'd like to just encourage you, if after this session, if you've got any questions uh, regarding version 43, or even better, if you've got suggestions for us on how we can improve our product, uh, we're always welcome to hearing new suggestions and feedback from schools regarding how we can improve cloud work. We want to make it a better product for you, uh, and you are the best source of, uh, of uh, uh, the, the suggestions that are useful and meaningful to you. We, we, uh, we're not, we're not at, the, at the coalface like you are. You, you're at the coalface. You get to see the real-world problems. Tell us your problems so that we can look at uh, seeing how we can address those issues. Okay, thanks, Rob. Um, no, I can let you wrap up. All right, and I'll be sending soon the uh, white paper for you guys to peruse in your own time via the email. So thanks, everyone. That was a nice session. Thank you, everybody.